What's up, guys? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Real Life on the Wellspring Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Craig. Man, I'm excited for the conversation that we're going to have today. Mm. Um, I, think it's a, I think it's a good one. You know, on this Real Life Podcast, it's good to talk about real things. That's all I want to talk about. Sure. Right? Because um, I, I feel like um, being a Christ follower, it's easy to just hang out um, in the concepts, mm-hmm. right? And have things stay concepts and not move into reality. Right. When at the end of the day, like, man, my faith, like what God had in mind is for our faith to be real Mm -hmm. uh, and it to impact our real lives. And so I I think um, today I wanted to have a conversation about something that I know um, plenty about. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like you've experienced some Mm -hmm. and I feel like everybody that's listening um, is well aware uh, well acquainted with doubt. Doubt? Doubt. And you're excited to talk about this? I am. I am. <laughs> I like to dive into this stuff that's I, like... I, I agree. Oh, that's like... Um, I agree. It, it's hard and sometimes it feels, I don't know, crunchy for lack of a better word. Like, yeah. ooh, I want to talk about this. Yep. And, and the reason why I, I want to talk about it is because I feel like my experience, and, and maybe this is true for you, I can only talk about my experience, is when it comes to doubt, um, when I have seen it addressed um, in the context of the church, uh, a lot of times I feel like it's not honestly addressed Mm -hmm. or Mm open-handedly addressed. Mm -hmm. Like if you have a doubt about something, um, it's like you have cooties. You know, remember that when you were Mm -hmm. a kid, you have the cooties? Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, oh no. I think we call them something different in Australia, but yeah, I know what you mean. Probably. It's something similar. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, oh, you you got the doubts? Like, ooh, oh, oh, no. Like, um, And isn't that horrible? Yeah. Because these are real feelings that we have. Um, I've had them, like you say. I don't like them. Um, they're uncomfortable. Oh yeah, uh, and yet I'm also uncomfortable and and wary about sharing them in the church. Yeah, because of this sense of the the cooties. As yeah, you yeah, them, yeah. Right? You'll you'll be treated as if you're unclean because you you have some sort of doubt about something, or how could you? How dare you doubt? Right, right. Um, and I had a opportunity to have a conversation. Um, with someone and just this week, and it's not unique thing. Mm-hmm. I have lots of conversations with people that circle around um, this idea of doubt. Yeah, um, and I was able to just f- for a moment um, sit there and empathize with them a little bit because mm-hmm. you could hear so much pain behind their voice when they were talking about doubt. Right. Because it is a painful thing. Absolutely. Like it's a doubt. Doubt is something that all of us struggle with um, at one time or another, or maybe for you, it's even on a regular basis. That's a really painful thing. Yeah. Um, And and yet there's, there's this sense that as, as, as followers of Christ, we, you know, the Bible talks about having joy and peace and, and all these wonderful emotions. So doubt feels like it has this sense of being, I'm anti-Christian, yeah, <laughs> and somehow I'm less of a Christian if I have doubt. Yeah, if I have doubt, then yeah, I'm I'm less of a Christian or I'm, I'm anti-Christian. Yeah, uh, because because the reality is, is doubt does steal from you. Mm-hmm. Like it steals joy and peace and all these things yeah. that, as a Christ follower, I, I I thought I'm supposed to have. Right. You know, and then all of a sudden, like doubt can kind of start to creep in over one circumstance or another, or maybe something that I'm that I'm seeing or something that I'm reading that it just doesn't seem to make sense to me. Right. 
Um, and then doubt kind of starts to yeah. uh, arise. So, so, so let's be clear, doubt, doubt's not fun. It's not a good thing to have. Yeah, no, you're, not, you're normally not having a great time. Good time there. Yeah. But the reality is we all have it. And so what we want to unpack today is a little bit about how to deal with it. Mm. And dealing with it is not trying to shove it down, not trying to ignore it, not trying to run away from it. It's, that, that's it's about not, dealing with it. That's not what you do? <laughs> yeah, normally, well, I, normally I shove my doubt as deep as I I've, can. I've got, I've got a lifetime of experience in doing that. <laughs> and I can tell you from all of that experience that it never works out well. Yeah. You just don't play Christian music really loud and yeah. go, oh, I feel better now. And praise the Lord like, and sing, <laughs> sing loudly and that makes it all go away. Right, yeah, yeah, all of a sudden. It doesn't quite work like that. No, no, no that's not it. I think the first thing is, um, so when I, think of, when I think of doubts and my own life, um, I'm reminded of a passage of scripture in the New Testament um, where a person uh, is dealing with their doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, it's someone they're having a conversation with Jesus and they say, I believe help my unbelief. Yeah. You know, Jesus is telling them all this will happen if you believe. Right. And, and they say, I believe help my, help my unbelief. This person admitted that to Jesus Mm -hmm. directly. Yeah. Directly. Which a lot of times I, I'm not even prepared to admit my doubt to you. Right. Much less to Jesus. Right. I don't want to. I don't want him to know that I'm doubting. If I could keep that a secret from him, I know, right? I know that feeling that well. Doubting. Yeah. But this person comes out and says, "I believe." Yep. Help my unbelief. Yeah. And I think just in that one simple phrase, I think that there's a lot of wisdom that we can unpack. I think that's a beautiful mm. example. Mm. Um, the first thing that the guy does is he says, "I believe." Right. Right. Um, and for me, sometimes I have to remind myself, I do believe. Like. In the middle of my doubts, um, does God love me? Um, is God real? Right. Um, you know, and there's a handful of reasons why we might doubt. Exterior yep. circumstances, other believers, um, just questions that arise that seem unanswered. Right. Um, it's good for me to remind myself um, that, I do, that I do believe. Yeah, and I think those times, there's times in your life where, you, where things are going well, when I do have a strong faith, when... Um, when I feel close to, to God, um, that's a great time to lock in yeah. that belief, mm-hmm. to lock it in and say, you know, in these good times, I, I, I am sure I'm I'm standing solid on the rock. Yeah. Um, and, and it's great to do that because there will be times when that belief wanes. Yeah. And, and so be able to come back to those and, times. And isn't that so interesting? Like how there can be a season in your life where you are so certain. I am so certain that, God's love for me is is real, is real yeah. and never ending. Absolutely, you know what I mean. That I am so certain that God is for me. Yep. And then I can look at other times in my life that are after that feeling, mm-hmm. and it be completely void mm. of belief. Right. Of just God, where are you? Yep. And um, ag- again, to kind of circle back around to demonize someone over having those experiences mm. is entirely inappropriate in fact I, you know i go so far to say is just is to to think to believe to use that word belief that we are going to live in perfect relationship with christ 24 7 365 is just ridiculous yeah 
And there's plenty of examples. That's what I love about the Bible is there are examples of guy after guy through the Old Testament, through the New Testament, of people who waned in their belief. Yeah, have you ever read the Psalms? Right. Most of them aren't like, most of them aren't just happy all the time. No. Most of them start with, what is going on, right. God? Yeah. Where are you? What's yep. happening? Yep. And then towards the end, there's some sort of resolution of, um, I'm going to remind myself. Right. You know, right. and that's a, a that's what happened in that story with... Uh, in the New Testament with Jesus is that the guy admits, I, I, I do believe. Yep. Like, I, I do believe. Um, and then he says to Jesus, help my unbelief. unbelief. Yeah. He, he admits, acknowledges, he recognizes. Acknowledges, yeah. What this is, is unbelief. Right. What this is, is doubt. Yep. And that, I think, is really important to do, mm-hmm. is to label it for what it is. It is. It's, it's a genuine doubt a genuine fear a genuine concern that i have yeah because i let's call it out yeah because sometimes i want to call it i'm just angry Mm -hmm. i want to call it something else i'm just angry about this or i'm just sad or um you know i want to try to sugarcoat it Mm -hmm. because doubt like we said has a stigma to it right doubts doubt is cooties i got the I got the the yips yeah you know like and and another story in the new testament that that i just i love is is the you know Thomas the doubter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he Jesus has been resurrected. He comes back to hang out with the disciples, and and Thomas, one of the disciples, is doubting mm-hmm. that that Jesus is even alive. Yeah, and Jesus acknowledges. He doesn't say, "Oh, you know, you're a bad man for for doubting." He says, yeah. "Come over here and stick your fingers in the hole in my side. Yeah, just and look at my hands. Yeah, there's the scars." Well, and what I think is so funny about Thomas getting this like doubting Thomas moniker is that like the other ten. Also, we're doubting. Yeah. <laughs> like, poor guy just gets stuck with the label right. doubting Thomas. Thomas. It's like, what about the other 10 guys yeah. who are also huddled up thinking, like, this he's is gone. it? Jesus, he's gone. He's gone. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. dead. They're coming for us next. You right. know what I mean? It's like, what happened to those guys? Yeah. Yeah. So Thomas, he had. If I was Thomas, I'd have a little beef with that. Yeah, really. <laughs> and yet he was the one that showed the courage to speak out, to say, hey, I've got doubts. Help mm-hmm. me with my doubts. Yeah, to actually, to actually voice it yeah. and identify it for what it is. Right. Um, because, I, like I said, I don't want to do that all the time. Yep. Like, especially as a pastor. Like, man, I feel like, um, and, and I've said this before, is like if the people who are looking to me um, know that I'm struggling with doubt, like, what is that going to do for them? Oh, no. That's it. I, I can never. Leave the judge. I can never doubt. Yeah, that <laughs> pastor has doubts sometimes. You're yeah. like, yeah, pastor doubts from time to time. Like, right. I, can't be- I can't believe that. I'm not going to go to church there. This is the narrative that I put in my head. Mm-hmm. And what it does is it, it causes me um, to miscategorize my doubt and, and call it something else, something, you know, um, something that seems a little, a little night. I'm just having a bad day. Right. You know, I'm just going to push this doubt. Yep down low can't share it with anybody yeah yeah, i'm not yeah because what will people think right um but it's so important to identify um that that feeling that you have in the in the pit of your stomach as if it's doubt as doubt i'm not believing yeah right now yeah and i was just having a conversation i I said this off camera a second Mm. ago i was having a conversation with our house church just Mm -hmm. last night um because we were talking about faith Faith is a weird thing, mm-hmm. right? Like there's, I can give you pat definitions for faith, right? right. I went to seminary. I've read the Bible, right? Yep. I can give you definitions for faith. Um, but I feel like a lot of times in this conversation we were having, people um, 
people are looking for some sort of formula mm-hmm. to like, well, how do I believe? Yes. Like, can you give me like a, a three-step process? Yeah. Pray this, do yeah. that. And then boom, yeah. now now I'm believing. believing yeah. And it's one of those things is I, like, um, and maybe this isn't, maybe I'll disagree with myself later, <laughs> um, but I feel, I feel like I won't. Um, I, I, I don't know a process I could give you to say, well, this is how you believe. Step one, step two, step three. Good job. Now you're believing. Right. Do that some more. I, I feel like believing is something that um, I, I know when I'm doing it. Yeah. You know, I, I, I know I, when I'm not. I know when I'm doing it and I know when I'm not. Yeah. You know, and again, it's it's not like I'm proud of that. Um, I'm not bragging about that, but it is something that's that's real. Yeah. You know, that, that I think all of us experience. Yep. Yep. And this idea too that... Um, Again, in the scriptures, it talks about the, the the times that we're to share one another's burdens, to pray for one another. If I'm not sharing my doubts, if I'm not sharing my lack of faith, if I'm not sharing those concerns and fears I have, then I'm denying other people that opportunity to yeah. share my burden, to pray with me, to do things together that the, that the whole New Testament is constantly talking about, meeting with one another. When you meet with someone... It means I'm going to have a conversation with someone. Yeah. It doesn't mean I'm sitting in a pew just watching some guy up front. Mm-hmm. It means I'm meeting and I'm having a conversation. To have a conversation that's real, I'm going to have to share some of my doubts and struggles. Yeah, And I, and I love it when other people share those with me um, because it gives me the opportunity to – I don't necessarily have the answers. I, most often I don't have answers. But – Say say that again. Yeah, most often I do not have answers. (laughs) I don't most of the time. But the fact that I can share with that other person's fear and the fact that they can share with my fears, burdens, doubts, lack of faith, it just makes that load so much lighter. Yeah, yeah. And and when you say that, um, I can think of all – I identify that because I I know that I do it. Yeah. Like I, I know that. Um, I don't want to share. I just admitted it a second ago. I don't want to share mm-hmm. some of the unbelief or the doubt that I might have because I'm fearful of what others will think. Because, of me yeah, or because whatever, what? Yeah. yeah, these these other people will think less of me, yep. and I have a reputation to guard. Right. Like which which in itself is doubt of how God will take yeah, care of me. And, <laughs> yeah. At the, who cares about your reputation? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because at, at the end of the day, I'm guarding something that. Or, or, like isn't I, I'm this idea of myself that I have in my head, this ego thing. It's like, right. man, I, I I need God to kill that thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, I, that's what I need, and I need it to be replaced um, with the type of thinking that Jesus has, right? Because right. that's that's the command in the New Testament. Like, hey, let this mind be in you. Yeah, that's also in Christ Jesus. Jesus yeah. And and so like what he's talking about there, what what um, he, he's talking about there in Philippians. Is humility mm-hmm. like that's the mind he was talking about, mm-hmm. which is the exact opposite, like the exact opposite reason why I wouldn't share mm-hmm. because I'm being prideful, right? Right? I'm down. Da- I'm going to be prideful. I'm going to be arrogant, yeah. right? Because I don't. I don't want to share my doubts with you because I don't know what you'll think about me, and I have to have. I have to have you view me like this because if not then my whole world might fall apart. Absolutely. Right. It's funny you say that, and, and, and we hadn't talked about this off, off um, camera before, but I was just rereading um, a, a classic um, Christian book by Andrew Murray called Humility. Mm. And I think I 
written in the late 1800s, early 1900s, can't remember. So probably not relevant at all. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) only like 100 something years ago. But man, it just talked about that idea that that humility is the key. That's that's a choice that I make um, to be humble rather than prideful, which Mm -hmm. is the opposite. And in fact, it's the first commandment way back there in in where it was uh, with Moses. Um, The first commandment was to to not have um, to not have other gods before mm-hmm. the God. Yeah, um, that means he's first. He's preeminent over everything. Yeah, um, anything else is pride. Humility says I I put him first, first. and that's yeah. a constant struggle and a constant battle oh, yeah. and a constant choice, and, and that's why um, so many times through the New Testament it, it calls out say be humble. Mm-hmm. Do these things in humility. Yeah. Have these thoughts with with humble thoughts. Well, and that's what happens. That's that's one of those one another type things. Yeah. Right. Like when it references one another in the New Testament or in the Bible, which it does over a hundred times. Yeah. It's always talking about loving each other, mm. um, and serving each other, yep. or being humble right towards one another. another yeah. Like that's the that's the one another thing. That's yep. the us. Yep. Right. Like that happens um, when I'm willing to be. Um, the real version of myself mm. with you, like and man, that's so. That's easy when to the say. power happens. It's so easy to say, but oh, so course. hard to do. Oh, of course, yeah. So hard to do. Of course, because I feel like, I feel like, this is true for me, um, and I feel like it's true for other people. <laughs> um, m- when I'm experiencing doubt, um, I feel like it is right in my face. Mm-hmm. You know, like it. It is. It is right in my face. I don't feel like um, when I'm experiencing belief that it's in my face, right? Like it, that, that's almost a different feeling. Like doubt is so intrusive. Yep. Um, and so, so when, when you're wrestling with doubting God or um, even if it's something like doubting, like doubting God's word, which there's plenty of questions that people have, mm-hmm. right? And, and if you're a person who... Um, is experiencing doubt, whether it's around God's word or around God or around different areas of faith, like especially trying to be a follower of Jesus, like, man, it's good to have those conversations and speak to one another. And like, that's why like Wellspring is a safe place for you. Um, I I would would go further. It's not even good. It's necessary. Yeah. (laughs) Hundred percent. It is good as well, Ed, but mm-hmm. completely necessary. Yeah. And and the Bible just constantly talks about that. It's absolutely necessary. And, and I know from experience, from years and years and years, saying, you know, when I get my life together, when things are okay, when my faith is strong, I'll start talking to people. Mm. Yeah. Guess what? That that didn't go well for me. Yeah. Uh, uh, what well, doesn't go good for anybody? Right. You know. Yeah. Because I'm. But yeah. Because doubt, doubt is just intrusive. And if you don't deal with it. It's not going anywhere, right? Right. I can push it down. Mm-hmm. It's still there. Like it's gonna pop up and be right in my face. Yeah. And I'm gonna, you know, I I can I found myself in the I found myself. This might be a shocker <laughs> to you. Uh, I've found myself preaching sermons that, as I'm saying it, I don't believe it. Yeah. God's word says it. I'm going to. Um, the, it's called exegeting. I'm going to exegete the scripture. Mm-hmm. I'm going to teach what is there mm-hmm. and I'm teaching it and I'm proclaiming it. And I might even be proclaiming it passionately as my style is sometimes. Yep. But I know there's been times where I've said something and I've said it passionately and on the inside, as I'm saying it, I've, I've felt you don't believe this. Yep. And man, like that's a, 
um, people might think less of me for that, but mm. like it's a real it's a real thing that I think we all deal with. Absolutely, I think the same thing. You know, I I um, love small groups. I never used to get, <laughs> do them too much before, but I, it's something I've done a lot in the last few years. Um, and getting around with small groups, hearing um, other guys, other people's struggles, and then even openly talking about my own struggles, my own doubts, my own lack of faith. As I'm saying it. I'm actually building faith in mm-hmm. me as I'm hearing someone else's story. There's this sense that that the faith is built just in in putting it out there instead of keeping it hidden. The fact of putting it out there somehow um, minimizes it. Somehow, yeah, um, gives us that opportunity to 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 talk to one another. Well, it's just understanding that, like, man, this following Jesus is a process. Like it is a process that all of us go through. You mean it wasn't fixed when I got saved? Yeah, no. And <laughs> and growth is not linear. Yeah. Like it's not. So there's so much pressure on people um, who have grown up in the church to have this perfect faith, mm. you know? Um, and, and what it does, mm. like for me, I think it's tied a lot to religious abuse, which is a completely different podcast yeah. subject we'll that we that could talk about. Day, yeah. yeah. But I, I, I think people feel so much pressure to present as if they have this perfect faith and if they don't like they don't belong or they'll be or they'll be demonized but like man this is a process that I am in yep. like um, there's a reason why Paul says hey work out your own salvation mm-hmm. like work it out yep. with fear and with trembling, trembling yeah. right mm-hmm. um, because it's scary yep like, <laughs> like it's sometimes believing is a terrifying thing, right? Right, right. because because my doubts want to tr- kind of strip away the foundation of what I'm standing on. But that's why, like we alluded earlier, there can be seasons in my life where I feel really strong, mm. and there can be seasons in my life where I, I feel like, um, like my faith is weak. Yep, you know, uh, I-, I can have all seasons in one day. Yeah, <laughs> but that's why that's why you decide. For me, I. I decide the type of person I'm going to be when I'm weak, I make that decision when I'm strong. Yeah. Like in the example in the in the story that we're referencing, the guy says, I believe. Yep. Like I, I believe sometimes you have to remind yourself. Sometimes I have to remind myself, no, I believe this. Right. Like I remember. I'm not going to pretend. That means I'm not going to pretend I don't have doubts, but I'm also not going to pretend that I did not have this real encounter with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't pretend like that didn't happen. So I'm not going to pretend I do believe. But man, here is this unbelief. Right. And the the only thing I know um, to do is to go back to um, that foundation mm-hmm. of I believe. It's the reason why Jesus tells the story. He kind of wraps up the Sermon on the Mount with talking about two people who built their houses. Right. You know, one built it on sand and one built it on rock. Yep. You know, he goes, guess what? Rain comes. Mm-hmm. Guess what? It comes. Yep. Guess what? Storms are going to beat against that house. Mm-hmm. He said, <laughs> "Like, and there's just two results. Yeah. Like, one that is completely obliterated and isn't there anymore, and the other one, it's going to stand." He didn't say. That's good. He didn't say there's not going to be any shingles off of it. It's going to be perfect, right. without blemish. No, guess what? The windows might get blown out of that thing, right? You know, but it's going to stand. You know what I mean? It's going to stand. But the house is there. Yeah. You know. You know, I, that, oh, I love that. I love that so much. I just think that, you know, a, a practical thing that I think all of us understand is if I make a commitment to, you know, I've got a job and I've got a boss, 
um, I'm, I'm made the commitment. I signed the contract. I got to turn up every day at a certain mm-hmm. time. You know, I, I can't not just turn up when I'm not feeling good on a certain <laughs> right, yeah. certain day. But I've made that decision to make that commitment. Mm-hmm. And and it's the same as that the story we just said. He had belief, and I've made the decision that I'm going to believe. Yeah. I'm going to have faith. But there'll be days. There'll be many days oh, yeah. when that doesn't feel real because of like a story with the house. There's going to be storms coming, yeah, and there's going to be rain pop falling down, and yeah. it's going to be blowing crazy out there. And there's still that sense that yes, I'm on the rock, but hey, there's a storm brewing, yeah, and it's and it's belting down on me right now, and it feels bad. Now I can choose at that point to go, oh, there must be something wrong with me, mm-hmm. yeah. or I can choose to say, hey, I'm going to share this with other believers. And have a conversation about what a, it and share one another's burdens. What a different reaction, though. Oh my goodness! You know what? What a, what a different result you get from those two reactions. Mm-hmm. Here's a storm that I'm going through. Here's these circumstances that are really heavy for me. There's obviously something wrong with me, mm. and how like defeating that is, and how um, you're. I'm not doubting my doubts at that point at all. I'm agreeing with them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I, and that can be so defeating. Versus, um. Bear, allowing your burdens, allowing your unbelief, identifying it for what it is, having a conversation right. with other people, right. other believers. Other safe believers. Yeah. You know what I mean? That understand that, man, the two different reactions are totally different. Mm. Because I'm not, we're not saying fake it till you make it. Not at all. Like, that is not it, because you won't make it. Yep. Like, <laughs> it's not fake I, it till you make it. There is no making it if I, you're faking it. I tried it. for years. It doesn't yeah. work. Th- it doesn't Believe work like that. Someone with gray hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work. Please don't yeah. do that. Yeah. It's not fake it till you make it. Yeah. It's... Uh, I, I, I'm I'm living in this real world with people. Yeah, I, I I have had an encounter with a real resurrected Jesus. Yep. I can't pretend like I haven't. Here's this doubt that I'm struggling, struggling with, with because because life is hard and it's full of pain. Yep. You know, and so here's this doubt that I'm struggling with, and um, there's a I, I referenced it this last weekend teaching, and I think this is a cool place where we can start to kind of land. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there's a we're doing this dinners with sinners series. Mm-hmm. Um, and great series. A resur- so much fun. Yeah, a resurrected Jesus is um, there with these two disciples um, on the road to Emmaus, and he starts to unpack the scriptures to him. He starts to ask him questions about like, "Why are you guys sad? Like, yeah. what happened? Like, you and, know, and kind they don't of even recognize fun. that it's yeah, him. They don't at this even, point. Yeah, they don't recognize that it's him. Yeah. And he says, you know, he's really surprised, and, and then he goes, um, "How?" slow you are mm. to believe mm. me too yeah like that's i told the church this weekend me, me too, too. Yeah. like man sometimes um i'm slow to believe this thing yeah. Uh, yeah. sometimes i'm slow to believe god's promises for me yep i'm slow because because i i have i can so, look so at true. very very real circumstances that say otherwise yeah right and so i can be slow to believe but yeah, that's that's so good. And, and I, I always love to tie this back to to a, to a practical. So what do I do now? Mm-hmm. And and so if anyone hearing this, and, and I'm talking to myself here loud and clear as well, when I'm in those circumstances where things are not going well, pick up the phone. Yeah, yeah. Call somebody. call a friend. Yeah. Um. Say hey, can I catch you for coffee? Mm-hmm. And the last thing that we that we want to do is have folks come to church, come to a home group, come to 
hang out with with other friends and go mm, everything's fine you know all things yeah. work together for good it's all, all where inside you're yeah. having doubts yeah and you're not sharing those please the practical thing is hey share and just hey i got something on my mind i'm kind of struggling with this can i share this with you yeah and what we do is we help each other pick up the pace of our belief yep like when i'm slow to believe i need you to help me pick up the pace of my belief. And the way the way that I do that is use the word before as empathy is just to just to sit with them. Yeah. And give advice. Yeah, yeah. I can't just sit with them. It's like I said, it's like I can't give you the steps to believe. I know when I'm doing it and I know when I'm not. And I know what it feels like when I'm not. Right. And it doesn't feel great. No. And I can be there with you. Yep. You know? And thank you for sharing. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your your doubt, your your concerns, your fears. Yeah. People are, people are always afraid to do that, and it takes time to it kind does. of create that intimacy in a relationship, sure. you know. It Especially does. with even at even at our house church just last night, I was like, "So is every anything that we can pray about? Anything? Everything's good?" And it's just, mm. and I'm yeah. like, "All right, great, we'll get there." Yeah, I was like, "We'll get there." Yep, we'll get it there. It does take time. It's, to open it's gonna, up. It takes time to feel safe, and but that's that's what we want to do. That's what I want to do in my life is is to have um, is to be as safe as I can yeah. for, for people to share with me, but also to have people around me that I can share my struggles and my doubts and my my, uh, my fears with. Yeah, 100%, man. That's like my dream. <laughs> that, that's, like, that's, that's my dream for Wellspring is like, man, what if, what if there was a family out there in Pensacola, you know, Pensacola who has so many churches and a ton of religious abuse that exists. I feel like I talk to people all the time that are... Um, just have these terribly painful stories mm. from being connected to a church somewhere yeah. that wasn't a safe place for them. Right. You know, it's like, man, what if there was a place where um, people could come with all their doubts, with right. all their baggage, with all their stuff and find something real? And we'd love to be that. And, and just to be clear, I'm not going to do it perfect every time. <laughs> <laughs> you you may share with me, and I may give some dumb pat answer. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm I'm capable of still doing that. Oh, for sure. But as you point out, we're working on this every day. It's yeah. a process, and Absolute. we want to be absolutely um, that place for folks to come yeah. and share. Hundred yeah. percent. Well, guys, if you want to come hang out, check it out sometime. Mm. We are at the Bear Levin Studer YMCA, uh, right in downtown Pensacola. We meet on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. We would love to have you hang out with us. Check us out. Um, online on all of our social medias, our website, man, we'd love to just hang out with you. But thanks for tuning in today and we'll see you guys later. Thank you.